1: Your host is Jessica Pirro. In today's program, we will provide awareness and education on various types of crises, the impact they have on one's well-being, and provide help to empower hope for you or someone you love. This program will help you understand various types of crisis situations by hearing from experts in the crisis response field, as well as those with lived experience through a difficult time. Now, here's Jessica Pirro. Hello,
0: everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the journey Stories of Crisis and Hope. I'm glad that you're uh, spending some time with us today um, to hear from experts in the field around crisis and hope. Um, As the title of the show notes, stories are such a big part of how we share, how we learn, and the experiences um, that others uh, share um, is so crucial for us in our learning and our education. So, I'm coming to you live from Buffalo, New York, and I am the CEO of Crisis Services in Buffalo, which is the 24-hour crisis center um, for our community. And like all crisis centers across the country, we're here to listen to people's stories, to share um, help and hope, and help provide support for moving past the challenges that they're exposed to and they're experiencing. But telling a story is very powerful, and our guest today uses her story and the message that your story is not over to create a global movement. Project Semicolon is a not for profit movement dedicated to promoting hope and love for those who are struggling with mental illness, suicide, addiction, and self injury. Project Semicolon exists to encourage, love, and inspire. So before I introduce my guest today, I just wanted to remind you that if you do have any questions during the show, please email me at jpirrovoiceamerica at gmail.com. That's jpirrovoiceamerica at gmail.com. So I want to tell you a little bit about our guest today. Amy Bluel um, is the founder of Project Semicolon. And after overcoming many obstacles in her life, including, including bullying, rejection, suicide, self-injury, addiction, abuse, and even rape, Amy has found strength and love for others. Amy struggled with mental illness for 20-plus years and has experienced many stigmas associated with it. She now shares her stories around the nation giving hope to others struggling with mental illness. Amy is the founder of Project Semicolon, which she began in the spring of 2013 to honor her father, whom she lost to suicide. Though Through the semicolon symbol, we relate to the struggle of depression, addiction, self-injury, and suicide, and their will to continue on. Project Semicolon believes that it's not the end, but a new beginning. So, Amy, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us today. Thank you for having me absolutely so you know um your story is really what started the whole project semicolon movement um you shared um you know through your website and blog some of your history of abuse and mental illness as a child um and young adult so can you just briefly share what those experiences were so we can understand your story
2: yeah definitely um from a young age you know my my story really starts um and it always was a, a dark story. My parents divorced at the age of four, and, and by the age of six, um, my father had remarried. And I had chose to go live with his new wife and him. Little did I know that she was a very abusive woman. Um, and during two years from the age of six, eight, I was abused brutally by her, um, locked in a dog, cha- dog cage told I was the devil's child, beat with two-by-fours, told I didn't deserve to live, um, locked out in a desert heat, and it, it was a very dark two years, and the two years I got out of after I, I hit her back, and that started my journey into the um, juvenile delinquent system, um, where I stayed pretty much throughout my the rest of my life until I reached the age of 18, um, on and off, My mom eventually came and got me, and um, I lived with her until the age of 13. I was raped for the first time. And then um, a bomb threat and hit list was done to my middle school right after Columbine. And the the students who had did it put the hit list in my locker and placed the blame on me. And, well, honestly, I, I had fit the perfect school shooter profile, the enraged um child who was emotionally disturbed, who was um getting into petty crimes and and um you know just had the anger issues from all the abuse before, so at the age of thirteen, I was put back into the juvenile um system where I stayed until the age of eighteen, and in those five years, it really just defined the rest of my life even more so than the abuse is I became so self-destructive towards myself, um, doing mm-hmm. whatever I needed to do to self-harm, um, to, to hurt myself, to even take my life, um, and I wouldn't stop at anything until I achieved, um, you know, either death or, or, um, just how much pain I felt, um, just, uh, portraying that on myself, um, And at the age of 18, I I got out, and um, it was in that, during that time, though, I had lost my father to suicide. Um, He had taken his life a month and eight days after my 18th birthday, so I never got a chance to see him again, and the last time I saw him, I was eight years old outside the courtroom. Uh, And my life continued uh with great trials Uh, i was raped two more times i lost my child um in an abusive relationship i was carrying that child and i was beat up and i lost it Mm. and i there was times of homelessness um times of great darkness and i kept on going and, and honestly i never knew why i kept on going um a lot of people tell me i was a fighter or i am a fighter Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I keep on going, um, because I really had no desire to go. And, and I didn't do anything in my life that, that said, you know, I wanted to be here. Um, everything I did, I, I did to self-destruct. Um, and then finally, you know, there was just that, that turning point in my life. And that's when I met my now husband. Um, and I remember meeting him and I'm saying, you know, why are, why are you sticking around? When are you going to leave like the rest of them? He's right. like, I'm not going to leave. I- I'm just like, I have nothing to offer you. I was homeless at the time we met. Um, you know, I wasn't in the place. You know, he came from a good family. And like, what do you want from me? And um, he stuck around it and honestly, he's never wanted anything more than just me, my my companionship, my, my love for him. And, right. and that really defines. Um, or redefine love in my life and, and moving forward, um, and, and it's it's been a struggle to embrace it, but it's been a it's been a great journey and something that um, has done a done a lot of um, you know good for me, so I, I'm happy about that. And uh, through that, I you know went went to college and, and I graduated. And while I was in college, I, I founded Project Semicolon. And, and that's where mm-hmm. we are today. Um, I'm, wow. I'm gladly working on Project Semicolon um, practically 24-7. And, and it's a very <laughs> rewarding project.
0: That's wonderful. Wow. You know, you've shared so many um, pieces of your story. And, and trauma is such a big part of that, you know, with the abuse um, that you experienced that um, the bullying that you mentioned, um, obviously the rape that you experienced, and it, it, trauma really has such a major impact on one's uh, physical and mental health and you know over the last actually the couple last couple shows, Amy we've been talking about trauma and its impact, um, especially the link to addiction and other health problems as well as to the thoughts of suicide and completed suicides. You know this project helps to really provide a safe space um, for others to share their experience um, with the goal of finding hope so do you see talking about these traumatic situations you've experienced help you in your path of recovery
2: yeah I think they they definitely do help but it's also something that is a struggle to do as well Um, to relive your story over and over um, to tell it to people is, is a hard thing to do but it's a rewarding thing to do as well. And I think through my voice and other people who have had that, that willpower um, or that, you know, just their strength to share. Um, it, it's a hard thing. So I commend anybody who does share their story. Absolutely. But, but through sharing that, that story, people are finding hope. People are knowing that they're not alone. When I started Projects on my colon, I thought, I shouldn't say I thought I had it all together, but I thought I had it all together. And um, through through Project Semicolon, I realized that my journey was not even you know the tip of the iceberg wasn't even touched in my healing process. Um, Mm So through through sharing my story and sharing or seeing other people share their stories on our platform, it's given me hope to continue to better myself and, and. And I know that's the same for the people who view the stories on our platform is they find that hope through the stories, um, through hearing that they're not alone.
0: Right, right. You know, in dealing with the mental illness even addiction, um, the stigma around these types of illnesses are significant. Uh, what are the challenges you see in trying to end this stigma, or what are some of the things that you're working on to help end this stigma
2: i I'm really trying to work on the stigma and the fact of sharing the stories, putting a face of an everyday person to that story. Um, I, I think our stigma has become where, oh, we're gonna be the next shooter, or we're gonna um, be just. I can't think of them all. Like they're they're just kind of ups, absurd. Of you know some of the stigmas of, of what we're going, what a mental health person is going to be, what a mental health person looks like. Um, so to. Um to share that story you're putting a face to say this is everyday person this is somebody you you work with um right and there are they are normal they're not all um violent um mm-hmm. and it it takes a lot um let me just put that out there to to turn that um person violence um it takes a lot of not listening a lot of um just ignoring the fact that they have a mental illness or, or they are struggling and not seeing the signs um to handle it for that person to pick up a gun or, or pick up another weapon and harm another or harm themselves um, so it, it's it's redefining that through the stories it's and, and redefining just how we talk about it, how we look at it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now you had shared that um, you lost your father to suicide, and I'm sure um, there's many listeners out there that are suicide survivors, and it is you know uh, definitely a journey in and of itself um, for families, friends after they lose someone to suicide. What hope can you share with them as you've lived and continue to live through this type of loss?
2: Keep on holding on to the hope that that story of your loved one is going to save a life. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to minimize the pain at all. Um, it will be 13 years this year of my father being gone. And every single day, it's like ripping your heart out over and over and it hurts. Um, and you wonder what, what's it all for? Um, how is the pain going to help another person? Um, how is the pain even going to help you? What is it going to do for you in this life? Um, and I know that everybody deals with pain differently, but I know some of my biggest struggles in wanting to live were after losing him um, and, and bearing that pain. And I feel, I feel really, um, you know, heavy hearted, sad for, for those who have to go through that. And, and I watch it and and mm-hmm. being somebody who's empathetic on top of that, um you know, I definitely feel that pain um but I, I think just finding that hope that that story's going to to save another that that story's going to to change the lives is is how you keep on going, how you keep on you know handling that pain and bearing it um because you know it's going to change, you know it's going right. to be an impact.
0: Well, and I think you're, you know, just the, the the whole representation of what Project Semicolon is about is really providing hope, but really also sharing that people are not alone in these struggles, you know, and a lot of people feel very isolated when they're going through whatever experience it is, if it's a, an abusive relationship or um, even thoughts of suicide or just living with mental, mental illness, um, people feel very isolated and alone in those experiences and, you know, the platforms that you're providing um, to allow that safe space for people to, to kind of come together, um, people that don't know each other but support each other, I think is such a powerful um, movement that um, will give hope for a lot of people and um, really maybe help somebody that day or that moment when that The pain or the, the grieving is so difficult that they can't think that they can move on. Um, and I'm sure you've seen that with, with some of the efforts through your blogs and, and your website and your social media um, that you're providing hope every day. And I'm sure that's, that's very rewarding and, and humbling at the same
2: time. Yes, it's definitely a humbling place to be in.
0: So, um, you know, is there any other, um, you know, when you think back to that, that moment you talked about um, finding hope um, with all the struggles you dealt with, um, you know, you mentioned your now husband being somebody that helped you through that. Was there anyone else um, in your life that really helped you find that hope? And we, we briefly, we're, we're going to be going into break in just a minute, but anybody else that you want to acknowledge was part of that process or was your husband really that main supporter?
2: the main supporter I I would put myself uh, or I would think to myself and and, um, put out there would be um, my mentor, Bob Lenz. Um, he's actually the founder of life promotions in Appleton, Wisconsin, and they're known for big festivals such as life fest. Mm -hmm. Um, and I met him eight years ago. It'll be eight years ago this year. Um, and through him, um, He's just provided that hope, he's provided that strength to to continue on, to, to um you know, keep on seeing that there's more, there, there's something better. Uh, and I would like, I would have to credit him a lot for, for giving me that hope because he did it well before Abe and my husband was going to exist in my life.
0: Right, right. Well, that's wonderful. You know, um, we have a lot, a lot, Amy, that we're going to be talking about today through the show. So um, we're going to be heading into break in just a few seconds here. But while I'm um, heading into break, I do want to put out the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline because as we talk about these these issues with you, you know, if anyone's listening and they need to talk with a counselor, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five again that's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. So please stay tuned. You're listening to the journey stories of crisis and hope..
1: life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Much of the time, the illnesses that people feel are simply symptoms, and they mask the root cause of what the real health problem is. You can take back control of your own health, starting with billionaire health care. This program is hosted by Ashley Black, Our program will introduce you to fascia, which is the knowledge of the living matrix. This bit of knowledge can bring you the health secrets that only the rich and famous have known. Until now. Listen Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Karala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation and Dr. Ghosh is the Chairperson of Research and Development for the CDIP Foundation. Together, with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. are listening to The Journey, stories of crisis and hope. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Please send an email to jpirrovoiceamerica at gmail.com. That's J-P-I-R-R-O voiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to The Journey. Here again is Jessica Piro.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Joining me today is Project Semicolon founder Amy Bluel, um, and we spent some time in our first segment talking about her story and what has led her to this place uh, today with the Project Semicolon global movement. Um, so, Amy, can you share with our listeners how the concept of the Semicolon Project started?
2: The concept came because in literature, semicolon is used when an author chooses not to end a sentence we are saying you are the author the sentence is your life and you are choosing to continue so it's using the metaphor of the semicolon and putting a simple yet powerful meaning behind that that piece of punctuation
0: absolutely now what surprised you the most in response to this project you've had the project going on for about over 3 years now is that correct yes yeah what what surprised you the most since you started this?
2: I would probably have to say, um, when the media hit last year, um, and just swept it up all over the world, um, being covered by two hundred plus media outlets in six months with a um adventure. Um, but, but seeing the response, seeing the um the growth of it and how many people came together to say that their story isn't over yet, um, I, I never imagined. It would be this big. I knew it would be big, but not this big.
0: Yeah. Now, this project has really pushed you in the public eye, um, you know, doing talks uh, in local communities, um, radio shows like you're doing today. Um, how did you find the courage to take that next step as part of this effort? Because that's not an easy thing to kind of go from, you know, being thrust into to the forefront like that.
2: I think it's a journey I'm still taking. Um, it it definitely has been a struggle and one that's taken me to some very dark places this last year. Um, but I think the courage was knowing that it wasn't just about me anymore. It was about Mm -hmm. the millions of people I've touched or, or Project Semicolon has touched. Um, and knowing that I wasn't, Doing it, um, so I had to to better myself, um, to do it for for others, and to do it for myself, um, and to do it in a manner that was going to impact and make a change. Um, and it's still a journey, something that I need to do because it's a struggle. It's definitely a struggle being mm-hmm. in the public eye um, and to living um, with depression, and, and you struggle because you you get the hate as well as you get the the good, so mm-hmm. um, but you know I really just do it to to know that another person doesn't die by suicide,
0: absolutely, absolutely, and it is so important um you know as you're doing this, I'm sure is is your self care to be able to continue to do it. Like you said, it's, it's a journey and you, you have your own struggles every day and needing to be that face for others um, of hope. Um, You know, when you're not having a a good day or you're having a hard day, I'm sure it's, is very, um, can be very straining. And what, what kinds of things do you do for your own self-care?
2: I enjoy the outdoors. Um, I enjoy photography and and, um, just exploring and, um being creative with the the camera. So I, I wanna say my self care is just being uh outside, um, having that time to myself. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's something that I need to do more because it, it, given the choice I seem to always pick sitting um and doing the project twenty four seven and mm-hmm. going to take care of myself. Um and and that's, you know, something I I am and continuing to work on. Um, but it, you know, self-care varies each day. It it, it varies, um, you know, I, I want to say probably even on the mood and, you know, as well as just knowing when enough is enough. Um, when, when can, you know, eating healthy, um, that, that's been a big part of my self care, um. And taking better care of myself because I, I couldn't do what I was doing before and be in the public eye because um, I knew that eventually my choices would either um, lead to a um, you know shorter life or or um, not allow me to be the best I can be for for supporters and people right. who hear my message.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know you, you go around now and you're doing talks um to different groups. Um is there a question that's always asked by the audience? If so, what is it and, and how how do you respond to it?
2: It hasn't been just one question that really has been asked um yet. Um I think it's it's still new that they all they all vary in their their questions. Um I, I think the if honestly, if I look back, I would say, is everybody asked, was I shocked, or did I expect it to be this big
1: mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
2: and for the media hit, that seems to be the common theme um it, yeah, you know it, it was a shock, I remember what I was doing, um you know, when it all started to gain momentum on the internet,
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I know, um, you know, on the Facebook page and your website, um, and I know just locally here, um, you know, people, we see a lot of people that use the semicolon incorporated into their tattoos um, as a way to express uh, and have a reminder on them at all times about that, that reminder that their story, um, there's a pause and there's more to the story. Um, Do you have a favorite tattoo that you've seen and how the semicolon's been incorporated? Um, some of them are amazing. You know, I mean, I was just yeah. amazing. I was looking at the pictures. There's just some beautiful ones. I was just curious if you had one that you were like, "Wow, that's pretty." You know, amazing.
2: I, have, yeah, I've definitely seen um, some pretty amazing ones. But to pull one right off the top of my head, that's going to be the the hard part because <laughs> I, I've, you know, there's. I'm really creative. I, I always joke, maybe I should just get a um, semicolon sleeve because of how many cool ideas are out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it is it is amazing. And if, if for our listeners who um, are, are tuning in today, you definitely have to check out the website and the Facebook page and, and the Twitter. Account. I mean, the posts are just uh, phenomenal and the way that people use them. And, um, you know, it's just a very very creative. Like you said, it's, it is pretty awesome to see that. And I know, you know, locally here last year, um, we had a, a tattoo, uh, uh, a shop that did a, uh, like an awareness event, um, with the semicolon tattoo. And, you know, it was the first time they did something like that. The artist had lost his cousin to suicide. Um, it was cowpoke tattoo here in Buffalo. And, um, they put it out, you know, um, a couple weeks ahead of time, and they had hundreds of people show up, families that showed up to get this tattoo together. And it was really an amazing experience to witness and be a part of. Um, they were just overwhelmed, <laughs> honestly, by the, the turnout. So, you know, the power of uh, that symbol is, is so significant and so meaning to, meaningful to, to so many people. Um, so, you know, you're definitely um, in the forefront like we've talked about and sharing your stories and talking about depression, addiction, abuse um So, you know, you talked about your self-care. Can you talk a little bit about, like, your support? Are you, um, you know, you have your your mentor and your husband, but is there, you know, other professional services that you've ever used or could you encourage or talk about for our listeners that you would suggest for um, somebody that maybe is having, you know, a mental illness or having a hard time? Is there, have you sought out counseling for
2: yourself? I am actually currently in counseling. Um, I recently went back, um, as you know, the journey, the journey progressed in my life. I wanted to, um, you know, do a little, some more things. Um, so yeah, I'm currently in counseling as far as, I guess, services. I, I, uh, I've never, I've never really used, um, public national services, um, I've I've talked to the um Suicide Prevention Hotline but I, I wasn't the one that I was um that needed the help at that particular point. Um but I definitely recommend the the suicide um hotline at one eight hundred two seven three talk um for people who are, who are struggling and may not have somebody to talk to, whether it's at midnight or, or one AM or even during the day because people may be busy. Um, And and seeking out that counselor, seeking out that um, healthy outlet um, for you to have in your community or in your daily life, yeah, you know, I I never really did the whole counseling on a professional stage because of some experiences I had when I was younger growing up. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And and that's a journey for me. Um, uh, Again, you know, all of this is a, a journey I'm taking with those who, who are taking it as well, um Absolutely. with this movement.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you know, we mentioned the national suicide prevention lifeline and it is a a great resource. Um, and in addition to, to the hotline number, um, they also have a chatting option, um, which is at crisischat.org. So for some people, I I know it's hard to pick up the phone and actually have that conversation. So for our listeners, um, please, if you feel more comfortable chatting with a counselor, the lifeline crisis chat is at www.crisischat.org. Um, you know, you touched on this a little bit already, Amy, but, you know, you talk about feeling the pressure, um, you know, of having to um, be in the forefront and people looking at you and um, your success um, and your, your you know, recovery, the work that you're doing. Um, do you ever feel pressure that your own struggles should be um, kind of less or like the feeling like that should, you should have moved on by now is you're now put in this place of trying to motivate others. Do you ever feel that pressure as a result of this effort?
2: Yes, daily. Um, it, it's something that I've said to multiple um, people that, I, you know, I work with or um, had the chance to talk to is that I feel almost like I'm a hypocrite, um, being out there because I still struggle right alongside them. Um, and, and sometimes it's as intensely as them, um, and it's like, I, I'm this public figure. I'm not supposed to struggle like this. Um, and, and that's the concept that, that comes into my mind. But the reality is, is mental health is not going to go away. Um, okay. I struggle. Um, daily, with thoughts of suicide, I have chronic suicidal thoughts um but it, it's knowing that this is what I live with, and this is um what I have to deal with how how I can better myself is um is what keeps me going and, and knowing mm. that um that that I'm not a hypocrite that you know i'm not. That it shouldn't be different because I'm a public figure. Um, And I definitely get why those people in that public figure situation may um, result more to suicide or, or, um, you know, drugs. Because we feel we're supposed to be held to a higher level than the rest of society. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think it's just, it's such a an important piece that, um, you know, you're coming at this is a movement to share your story and, and, um, you know, it, it wasn't like you were going at it with the intention of becoming a public fig- figure. You were going at it with the intention of, of just providing people an opportunity to share, um, and, and to be heard. Um, And I think it's powerful that you share your continued recovery because these are these are lifelong experiences, you know, and I think that's an important piece. Even when we're talking about stigma, is to understand that um, depression isn't a one-day disease. I mean, this is something that you're living with and that you're um, incorporating into your life every day. And and people kind of understanding that support is is always needed. And it's you know this view of you just get over it is is really uh, definitely a myth of what mental illness and mental health is all about. Um, so I think that's <laughs> it's a it's a pretty it's a challenging situation. I'm. Sure for you, but at the same time, the power of you sharing that it is a continued struggle for you also gives hope for people that you know even if i 'm having a bad day, there may be good days ahead, and I got to continue this fight yeah, and, yeah. now I had read that the the development of the project did it start with a faith based movement as part of it did I was that correct in what I was reading?
2: Yes, and, and okay. um, Project colon still has that, um, you know, faith-based um, mm-hmm. platform, the foundation. Um, and, and when I say faith-based, it, it, I'm not saying that I'm Christian and no one else is, is welcome, or I'm not saying that I'm Christian and I'm going to judge you because you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, what I wanted to say when I made it faith-based is to, is to say, I know a love, um, and, and I want to portray this love to the world. And it's the most purest love that, you know, has been shown to this world. And, and you know, regardless of if you're a Christian or not, I've had these conversations with with other people. If they agree that the Christian love is, is a pure love that that should be demonstrated um, throughout this world. And, and that's what I wanted to show is that that all... I want to do is love each and every person I come in contact with to know that they're you know accepted the way they are that they're not judged for anything that um choice they make in their life um whether their lifestyle um it's not my place to judge it's just my place to love you um and um so Project Semicolon has that foundation but it it's not so much as on the forefront anymore because of how big it got. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. want to deter people away by reading faith-based. Um, yes, occasionally it, it still comes up, and, mm-hmm. and yes, occasionally people will walk away because they see God. Um, but I want to encourage everybody who's listening is to um, stick around, see what um, I have to say, because it's not all about, you know, here, follow God. Um, this is the only way, and if you don't do it, you're going to go to hell. I, I'm not one of those preachers. I'm here to say that here's a love um, that I know, and I want you guys to know it, too. Um, and I want you guys to, to experience true love for the first time, like I experienced through, through those people in my life and my relationship with Christ.
0: Well, and faith, you know, whatever faith it is that people believe in is still in such a critical piece and really a protective factor for individuals as they are struggling to have hope and to to look to something bigger than themselves to give guidance and support. So, um, you know, I it. I, I understand your 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 comments about not wanting to, to turn. You know, if people don't believe in certain things, that they would go walk away. But really, it's it's opening a space that's open for all types of faith to to incorporate into their their well being um, and their way of of living, um, so that they can find that strength um, when they need it the most, especially when they're struggling um, each and every day. So um, we're going to be heading into break in just a, a few uh, seconds here. So I just want to remind our listeners that if if you do need to talk with somebody um, as we're talking about the issues around suicide, addiction, whatever it might be, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. And there's also the Lifeline Crisis Chat, which is www.crisischat.org. Again, www.crisischat.org. So please stay tuned. You're listening to The Journey, Stories of Crisis and Hope.
1: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. We are bombarded with information daily about happy life strategies, beauty products, and business success ideas. Are they truly going to make a change or just take the change out of your pocket? Tune in to Shelly's Show and Tell with host Shelly Hancock. Shelly will explore and recommend proven business ideas as well as show you how to use the law of attraction to create health, happiness, and a prosperous business. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Transformational healing includes energy medicine as well as hands-on healing. Tune in every week to Transformational Healing with Dr. Bonnie Morrow. If you want to know more about the business and science of energy fields, chakras, and the medical and spiritual community, join our expert guests as we work together to bring you closer to your personal health vision. Transformational Healing is heard live every Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Journey, stories of crisis and hope. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Please send an email to jpirrovoiceamerica at gmail.com. That's J-P-I-R-R-O voiceamerica at gmail.com Now, back to the journey. Here again is Jessica Pira.
0: Welcome back, everyone. We have been talking with Project Semicolon founder Amy Bluel. Um, so, Amy, you know, uh, we social media is is big in in many aspects, but definitely has has been a big part of your project. Um, I know when I was checking out your your Twitter, um, there's over twelve point seven thousand followers on Twitter for Project Semicolon, and that's growing. Um, and obviously, social media helps to bring this to a global awareness um, around this effort. Um, were you surprised by, I know you mentioned the media kind of put this to the forefront for you um, and brought this a lot of attention, but were you surprised by the volume of followers you have had and has continued to see grow and, and the tweets and all the posts? Is, is that something that you were surprised by?
2: Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I think, again, uh, the, whole, the whole shock of the blow-up um, was something that surprised me. And, and I remember... Um, where I was um, about a year ago, and, and Facebook was always our bigger page um, on social media, and Facebook had about I want to say fifteen thousand likes on, on our our page, and now we're up to one hundred ninety-seven thousand wow. followers, <laughs> and, wow. and we we gain two thousand followers a week um, mm. through. Through Facebook alone, um, that's not including like Instagram would be our second with, uh, I believe it's like thirty-eight thousand followers on Instagram, um, so yeah, the numbers, just just blow me away and, and shock me how they can just continue to grow. It, it's humbling, humbling yeah. place to be, um, and, and to know that I have such an impact or and, and that this project has such an impact.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Now I saw recently you did um the Project Semicolon 416. So how did that go? That was back in April, correct? Yes. yes. So was that um, just a kind of targeted date to, to do an initiative, or can you describe a little bit about what, what that was?
2: April 16, 2013 is when we were founded. Okay. Um, and so when we originally started, uh, there was a graphic put out on social media saying on April 16th, draw a semicolon on your wrist if you struggle in these areas. Um, And so April 16th, from the beginning in 2013, was dubbed National Semicolon Day. So every year, everyone around the world who chooses to will post on social media a picture of their semicolon, whether they draw it, they have a chem tattoo, or they have a permanent tattoo. And they'll use our hashtags, project hashtag Project Semicolon, and hashtag semicolon project four sixteen, um, to show that unity. Um and, and now we've been people and this has been happening through through the three years, but it's becoming more of a part of it, are people who are stepping up and, and drawing it or getting it tattooed just to show support of those who are struggling. It's not Absolutely. necessarily the person who is struggling.
0: Mm-hmm. Neat, very neat. Now um The other thing I'm seeing a lot of is like jewelry, for example, bracelets, earrings, or other types of products that have the semicolon um, as part of it. Um, How do people know if these products are supporting your not-for-profit?
2: Any product that's listed on our website at projectsemicolon.com, projectsemicolon.org, is those who are supporting us. Um, And those who have come through us and actually had that conversation saying, we want to support you. Um, So we just encourage everybody to go to our website, um, so projectsemicolon.org slash store, and and find those collaborations and um, even our official merch on our website um, to know that the money is coming directly to our organization and, and not just to somebody's pocket.
0: Right. And I think that's so important. That's why I wanted to ask the question, because you just, you you know, you see it, you see these, especially on Facebook or different advertisements. And, uh, you know, my question was, is this is this part of the overall initiative or is this like a, a side thing that is being used to use the semicolon, but not necessarily that it's supporting your initiative. So it's really important that people go right to your website and go through your store to make sure that anything that they're buying is really supporting the um, official Project Semicolon initiative. So please go to their website if you want to buy, <laughs> buy anything. So, you know, in looking, I w- you know, in preparing for the show, I was kind of going through the various social media. And um, one of the things that's really neat um, and very inspiring is just the quotes that are kind of posted as part of your, you know, social media um, efforts. Um, and there was a few quotes that were um, by you that were very pow- powerful that I wanted to share and just kind of get a sense of what that meant to you when, when you said that. So one of the quotes was, so many people are searching outside the box that they're missing what's inside the box. What did that, what, what did that mean when you said that?
2: As a society, we're always searching for something more. Mm-hmm. We're always searching to to find some other gratification, some other um, comfort, and it's never right, that searching process is never right there, um, Mm -hmm. right in front of you. It's always, let's go out and search somewhere else um, to find this, Um, when in reality, if we focus right what is in front of us, what's inside the box, we Mm -hmm. can find the answer instead of always searching outside the box for the answer.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Another one that really um, I thought was was pretty powerful was um, no one no one can expect change if they're seeking superficial victory. What did you mean
2: by that? I, I'm pretty sure this one was um, actually part of a conversation I was having, or or, um, or some kind of an incident, or um, I shouldn't even say incident, some kind of. Um, interaction I had with somebody but people are are trying to or so I shouldn't say people some people are trying to to change to, to find that victory but they're trying to find it for the wrong reason they're trying to mm-hmm. find it to gain something to um to uh, to move forward in life instead of why do we really why do you really need that victory do you need it to to help yourself, um, do you need it to help somebody um, that you know, or, or just the simple fact of why it is? So people are 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 seeking a victory, but in reality, they're seeking a super superficial victory, because they're not actually dealing with what the real reason is why they're seeking that victory. They're they're seeking something mm-hmm.
0: more. Right. That's pretty powerful, yeah. So what are some future projects that you have planned? I know you got a, a lot on your plate as it is as you're managing this initiative 24-7 pretty much, um, but is there other projects that you're planning through the Project Semicolon campaign and initiative?
2: There's a lot in works. Um, actually, this weekend um, I'll be at the NASCAR um, tracks, the racetracks, um for the unveiling of Project Semicolons logo on one of um the NASCARs.
0: Oh awesome.
2: Um, that's yeah. great. So that's a um project like coming up really um shortly here and then we have our book with Harper Collins. Um we are compiling a a book of stories of how people who have, um have found hope to continue their stories through their own dark times. Um so that book is is being created to be geared towards 18 to 25 year olds as the second leading cause of death, um, in that age group is suicide. So we want to be able to reach them and let them know that they're not alone, um, in their own journeys as, as they transitioned into adulthood and, um, you know, make those next choices for their lives and, and what they want to do. Um, and it, we look looked to release that book in, in September, um, of two thousand seventeen if everything goes correct um but it may may go into two thousand eighteen um as we continue to compile those stories um another uh big thing that we will actually be releasing um hopefully this year um i i I try to push out stuff um as soon as possible um so please do not. Quote me on the dates of when stuff is <laughs> going to come out, um, but I, I'm looking to release um, Project U. It's a health and wellness movement, um, and, and it's going to be um, a great, a great piece for um, for the followers um, of Projects on My Colon. Um, it's going to be a resource finder that these people can go to, um, whether it just be um, compiled of coloring pages, adult coloring pages, to release the stress or, or yoga moves, um, or, um, healthy eating, uh, recipes or, or tips, just a, a, a resource guide that these people can go to and say, you know, I have it all here. Um, you know, I'm in predicament. How can I better myself in this predicament and, and how can I better my mental health, um, to move forward?
0: Absolutely. Now, you know you mentioned you're kind of dealing with managing all this twenty four seven Do you have a staff now I mean over the last couple of years with this growth, I mean, do you have a staff that helps support you, or are you and your family doing this all the time?
2: Oh, I am actually the one that you really runs the whole the whole thing um I've had the opportunity to work with with many people um in the past year, but it hasn't worked out it hasn't been for the the best um benefit of mm-hmm. myself or, or even you know the people involved and, and um you know i think about my supporters and um i really i i'm searching to find those correct people to work with but at this point yeah. I, I don't really work with um anybody right now because it, it just hasn't been the, the best yeah. uh, the best um
0: yeah. <laughs> well, you might want to make sure you're surrounding yourself with people that are there for the right reasons and supporting, you know, your vision and, and your message, um, you know, kind of going back to that, that quote we were just talking about, I think it is so important um, because, you know, it, you have to have people that have the right passion and the right purpose to support you in that. So I can only imagine that's something that's something that you're monitoring and trying to to determine. Um, it just seems like it's such a huge effort. So I could see the growth being needed um, to help support that. So can you just share with our listeners? We're just a couple minutes till we're closing the show. Oh, so can you just share with your, our listeners all of your social media um, information and your website information?
2: Our website is projectsemicolon.com or projectsemicolon.org. I'm used to saying .com, but everybody... It, it forwards to .org, so it doesn't confuse anybody. Okay. Um, and then we have Facebook, um, facebook.com slash projectsemicolon, uh, Twitter, P-R-O-J, semicolon um same with Instagram P-R-O-J semicolon um there's Tumblr out there anything with Project semicolon that has our logo um that has our branding is is our social media um yes there's a lot out there that is not us um so please um be aware of finding the you know the ones with our branding um and and our um, tagline and our correct information and and choosing to follow.
0: Absolutely, and I think that is important because you want to make sure you're supporting, your your intention to support the initiative is is supporting the official initiative, if you will. Um, You know, Amy, is there a last, uh, just, you know, we're about a minute to, to close, is there a message you want to leave with our listeners to provide just a sense of hope
2: I want, I want those listeners to know that they're not alone. That that they are loved. Um, that their story matters. Um, regardless of what you're going through, your story doesn't need to end. It, it doesn't need to have a period just yet. Um, there's still room. There's still room to um, go, to change, to to better your mental health, to better the situation you're in. I, I didn't think I'd be standing where I am today. Um, I, I definitely didn't think I'd be having the platform I have today. Um, right. So I just want to encourage people to know that even when you don't expect something to happen, it can happen and it can be right. a life-changing experience and, and something that will change many, many lives to come, whether it's That's one, a hundred, thousand, or even a million. Right. It's worth it to have you here. It's worth it to hear your story and it's worth it to see that change in other people because you, you chose to share your story or you chose to stick around and, and love yeah. another person through, through your life.
0: Absolutely. Well, Amy, I just want to thank you again for joining me today and, and sharing your story and this this powerful message. So uh, for everyone tuning in, thanks again for joining me for another episode of the Journey Stories of Crisis and Hope. Please tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at jpurovoiceamerica at gmail.com. So thank you again for tuning in and do your part this week to provide hope to others.
1: tuning into the journey stories of crisis and hope please join your host jessica Piro for another edition of the program next tuesday at 8 a.m pacific time and 11 a.m eastern time on the voice america health and wellness channel we'll see you here next week